You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust. So I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to Bastards and Broken Things, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast by the Fan Critical Podcast Network. This is it, everybody. The moment we have waited, in some cases, decades for, if you've been reading the books. Um, This is the end of Game of Thrones. We now know, in theory, how the show (laughs) and the story ends. Uh, I think I'd be clear at this point. There's going to be massive spoilers for the whole of Game. Yeah, sorry, I'm just you know. <laughs> there's going to be massive spoilers for the whole of Game of Thrones. So if you haven't seen the final episode yet, please do go watch it. Be prepared to be <laughs> disappointed. To I don't know. As always, I am joined by the gang, the lords and ladies of Westeros. I'm joined by John with House Tarly. Hello, mate. Oh, no, good to see you. Uh, Lucy representing House Stark, very important in this episode. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm back. And even more important in this episode is unbelievably <laughs> House Tully, represented by Gareth. This is your time to shine, Gaz. Are you going to let me finish? Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good from you. Um, very good from be- you. Very, very good. Uh, so we've just watched the finale. As I said, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. Come back, listen to this. It's happened. We've watched it together. We've spent years watching the show together, talking about this show together. You will hear our live reactions throughout this episode as we react to certain moments in this um, yeah. interesting finale. The reactions aren't that good, to be honest with you, other than just disgust at times. But I'm going to start with you, Lucy. Nope. Um, you weren't here last week. You didn't get to see the death of your beloved Jamie Lannister. No. Um, I want your thoughts on the finale and maybe a word on our boy Jamie and uh, your blueberry score for the episode. And please do... Uh, explain the blueberry scoring system for any new listeners out there. Okay, so I haven't been here for the last two weeks and <laughs> I do have to give a bit of context because I think it's going to add to my score for this week. Um, mm. I thought the last two episodes, I literally hated them. Um, <laughs> I, I didn't even shed, I didn't shed one tear for Jamie. Good start. Because the fact that he went back to Cersei and yeah. all his character arc was undone I just felt nothing I mean you guys watched with me as I shed tears over Jorah and Theon and I thought yeah. those deaths were earned yeah. and they were done in such a way that 
you really felt it and it had meaning and Defo I felt Theon, yeah. with with John not John with um Jamie it just I the fact that he went back to Cersei I was so pissed off by the time he was dead I was like good fuck you wow Ooh. yeah I didn't cry I wasn't upset I, I hated the last episode um so what would you have given the last episode blueberry two, two blueberries Two and the one before as well. Hated, I mean. I was really... Probably less. I, no, I was really um, disappointed in them. So going into this finale, I was... My thoughts... My hopes were not high. And I... I, I will... Oh, I'm going to go through the Blueberry scale first. So yeah, for yeah. those that haven't listened, the Blueberry scale is a scale from zero Blueberries to five, zero being the worst, five being the best. Um, it's quite a harsh scale because you can have no halves. So you're going to have to make a decision. Okay, which side are you on, boy? Which side are you on? Or girl. Or girl. Yeah, it's a song. Billy Bragg, look it up. Um, oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, done you. So my blueberry <laughs> score for this episode, shockingly, um, okay, I've got a little confession to make. Oh. John, John might already know. I did watch this earlier. What? I was off work sick. <laughs> See that? That, yeah. I'm sorry. The betrayal. Sorry, that has broken the a betrayal. severe trust in the podcast group. Oh my God. Wondered why you were quiet during reactions. No, I, I tried to do my reactions. <laughs> Go on then, Lucy, continue. We're angry at her. Don't be angry. I mean, are you going to do a John and you're going to forgive me or are you going to do Daenerys and you're going to burn me to death? <sighs> it's not a great finale, but I wasn't as disappointed in it as I was in the previous episodes. I really? think. Yeah. Really? I think I'd lost all hope. So I was just like, yeah, anything, anything goes. So I'm going to give it three blueberries. Whoa. Three blueberries I, I know. from Lucy. That's I an know. interesting score. Uh, John, your disdain at that score is very interesting. I'm going to throw it over to you next. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I, You know, people will hear throughout the episode your live reactions, <laughs> some of the things you were saying, some of the things that we all predicted as a group before this season. Lucy's broken a sacred trust amongst I'm us podcasters. I'm going to look up in the group because somebody watched it. I'm telling you now, you, you broke a sacred trust. I'm telling you now. John, throw it to you. Go, shoot, bloob me. Well, <clears throat> shoot is a uh, is is relevant. Yeah. Um, oh, man, I'm just... Right. So this is episode six. Episode three. Yeah? Three episodes ago, mm. I was pretty, like, emotive. Adamant. In... It was just like I was gushing at how... Yeah amazing episode three was yeah you caused tears i reckon some of our listeners might have been in tears from that impassioned Everybody speech that you gave has said feedback is always like john's little monologue or john's reactions are really moving no people <laughs> say it's moving and poignant yeah hit the rest at times so <laughs> oh, that's just that later that's just the hair right this episode it's i, I feel dead inside because this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Oh, um, I'm 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 broken, man. I'm right. bowed. I'm Ge- bent. Genuinely, I'm broken. Bastards and broken things. I'm more broken than the fella that has no emotion in a wheelchair. That's how broken I am. Mm. Um, I just I, I I have conflicting emotions because again, we started this podcast, and look, I. I there's a certain amount of refle- of reflection where you go, you know, when Gaz moved to Australia, he paid me money to be Len's friend. And then he stopped paying me. And I was <laughs> like, well, I don't need to speak to him anymore. But Gareth, Gareth was like, look, just look after him. And for the most part, 
I've ignored that. But then this podcast came along and, you know, I started podding with Len and I was like, you know what? He's all right, isn't he? Good guy. And that was because yeah, of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I blame Game now, of Thrones. And the money that I was still paying. Yeah. So <laughs> now, at this point, I feel like I need a fucking refund because the last 18 <laughs> months or 20 months feels like a lie because this episode <laughs> is barbaric. Yeah. It's terrible. Nothing against my character, though. Um, <laughs> when you watch, like... Imagine watching, like, an advert of something that's popular. So it's got all the same characters, might even have all the same settings. Kind of like a comic relief kind of thing. Yeah. Where you watch it and you're like, they're all a bit weird, aren't they? Like, it's the same characters, but they're all a bit different. Yeah. That's it. This whole episode is that. And there's one scene at the end... Oh, yeah. ...where I was so angry... Because I was like, are they taking the piss? Like, has has some like Saudi billionaire bought the rights to this show because they hate me and want to destroy my life? If you're a Saudi billionaire, this we is love a you terrible, equally. terrible, terrible episode. Now, I do the worst of Netflix, and I zero bloob stuff that I feel mm. is just just appalling, appalling stuff where it has no right. It has no right to be made. Leo the Lion is, is a classic example of someone that... It was like, they look, you have to make an animation in 24 hours or I'm going to kill your family. Right? <laughs> so I'll just get any old shit out. Just get any old shit out. Um, this has no excuse. It's, it, for me, it's destroyed the whole thing. Um, oh this no. is a zero blue episode. Oh, oh my God. God. Whoa. You're just angry. No, it's, it's, Whoa, it's, it hasn't destroyed no, the whole thing, surely. No, it, well, it has because... There are things that happen in this episode that make no sense. And there are things that are so terrible that you just laugh throughout the whole thing. I felt no emotion at all. And there are parts where, and not to trample all over your um, uh, analysis, Len, but you were like, oh, you know, uh, Peter Dinklage was amazing in that scene. Well, yes, but the scene shouldn't be happening because the mm. scene makes no sense. Mm. So it doesn't matter how good your acting is because if you're in a scene, if it was just Peter Dinklage or Tyrion in a subway ordering a sandwich, you'd be like, well, yeah, well, wonderful. That was wonderful acting. You know, I really believe that he likes ranch sauce, but he shouldn't be there. So it's a terrible episode. Throwing it to Gareth, who's been outside of the friction of the group because he's in Australia, <laughs> literally 15,000 kilometres away from us. Gareth, what are your thoughts on the finale? Good geo stats, mate. Well done. Thank you. Um, it's annoying having to go after John sometimes, isn't it? Can we save him till last in all future episodes? Mm. It's um, mate, if they keep on with this, mate, this will be the last one I do. So, <laughs> well, <sighs> just wait for Arya's spin-off show. That'll well, we did actually joke about that. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, this is it, it's it's really sad. It's really sad, and it feels like. Um, like Game of Thrones has been such a huge part of our lives really for a long time like nearly 10 years and it's almost like it's almost like having a brother that you're like a member of the family that you're really proud of and you're just you, you just want everybody to or know sister. about how or sister um, how well your brother or sister is is doing or and cousin. you want everyone <laughs> uh, you want everybody to be aware of how great they are and then you realize everybody does know everybody's paying attention everybody is as invested in how well your brother or sister or cousin is doing and 
you just you have this sense of pride and you you know that you'll be proud of them no matter what happens and that's that's how i felt about this this show and yet it got to this point where it's like okay this is the this is the part where your brother or sister or cousin has gone through their their success they're on the way they they've hit the heights of fame and they have been they've been they've been tainted and they've they they've come out the other end of a drug addiction and they're trying to make they're trying to they're trying to make one last album or whatever or like do their tour and they're just a mess they're an absolute shambles they they're not the person that you that you knew that you grew up with that you were proud of and they have let themselves go and it doesn't it's not that it's not that I'm angry or that um I hated it I'm just really really sad for it and I'm like it's time now for you to go back to rehab and stay there <laughs> forever I I just what they've done to these characters is just beyond a joke the 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 motivations now make zero sense it's it's like I mean I remember people used to make a joke about George R. R. Martin rolling dice to see whether people lived or died. It feels like they've done they've done that with their characters in the last three over the last three years. Except except it's just roll the dice to see what they do, and I I just I just I can't I I didn't feel any passion for anything that happened. There were moments that if you had told me that that was going to happen three years ago, I would have absolutely lost my shit. But as it happened on t- on TV in front of me, I just I sat there and was like, Meh, fine, whatever. Didn't didn't mm, bother me. And yeah. that's kind of how I, I I can't I can't bring myself to to do a John and zero bloob this because it's Game of Thrones. And like I say, I could never zero bloob a member of my family. Um, but it is it's it's one of the worst ways it could have ended because it's ended so flat and just un- uncaring. Um, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it two blueberries because there are some moments in there that are kind of cool, mainly the first 15 minutes. And also it gets another blueberry for being a member of my family. Yeah. That's, that's fair, mate. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know how to follow this, but, um, it's a travesty. It, it's mm. it's just heartbreaking. And I, I think the thing is, like you said just there, genuinely, I even said to the guys here, after the first 15 or 20 minutes, I was like, really liking this episode. Visually stunning. Yeah. Uh, the reactions of Peter Dinklage, uh, even John to an extent, when they're wandering the streets of King's Landing, are uh, uh, absolutely decimated. Some of the destruction there, very rem- reminiscent of sort of, uh, concentration camp sort of stuff you know wandering this place piles of bodies second world war imagery uh i i actually really liked it in terms not the imagery but in terms of just the way that it made made me feel and made me react to this horrible thing that danny had done but this is atrocious i mean to end to end a saga this way for me and I'm not saying this against George in any way, shape or form, because he has given <laughs> the bullet points to the showrunners. And, you know, who knows whether they've followed them to the letter of the law. Uh, I don't think they have. 
but I do think some of these things will well, happen. Maybe they have. Yeah, but some of these if things. You some talk, of, if you're talking bullet points, yeah. maybe that's just all they mm. had to work with. Uh, no, they're working with these bullet points. And look, I don't argue with many of the bullet points. It just feels so rushed. It feels so unearned. It feels so mm. unmotivated. It feels as though the showrunners, for their own sanity, have decided to, you know, ruin six, seven years worth of work because they just didn't want to do they it anymore. They couldn't be bothered anymore. They couldn't be bothered to see it through. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. it is 100% true. HBO begged them for more episodes, begged. They want this show to go on for longer. And they've they what they've done by doing this, it, it just hurts my soul. You know, we're all friends and we read the books multiple times and we watched the show together. And like you said, John, episode three was stunning. I actually thought it was a stunning episode. And I think now when people are critical of that episode, they'll go back and they'll look at it and go, you know what? That actually was a phenomenal episode. Yeah. This, for me, the, the, the degradation of the show in the last three episodes is, is something I've never seen mm. before. And I'm going to be honest with you, I'm a big Lost fan. I was more emotional and more satisfied with the Lost finale than I was for this show. This was flatter than a pancake. Ooh. It was horrible. Ooh. It was horrible to watch because Dutch I didn't. Pancakes are quite thick. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I wasn't. I wasn't care. I wasn't. I didn't care. I just didn't care. You know, I was shouting at the TV just in more in anger than anything. You know, it, it's just horrible to it not. It was just stupid. And I think like what John said about you're watching these characters and you're like, that's not you. Like, not, you're not behaving the mm. way. That's not you. That's not you. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't want it. Well, why is you know? It just felt like. I think I said we chatted to one of our Patreons um, last week, me, Gaz, and Emma. Jamie. Um, with Jamie. Jamie, yeah, shout Jamie. Um, and we were talking about this, and I said it felt like they just given these bullet points that you mentioned mm. to people and said, right, you've just got to get these characters from there to there. Exactly. It doesn't matter how. <laughs> just, it just needs to be done. Like, you know when you're at uni or at school... And you've got a min like minimal time you've left yeah. to do your coursework or whatever. And you're like, it just needs to be done. Yeah. It doesn't need to be but, good. But it just needs to be submitted. Here's, here's the thing about that, though. Like, I'm not... Look, the showrunners, Benioff and Weiss, they did a fantastic job for six seasons until mm. they decided this accelerated pace. And, you know, to be fair, to, to give them one piece of support is the fact that, you know, they never wanted to be in a situation where the books weren't finished before the show. That is on George. That is on George for not writing these books fast enough so they they've been in a unique position a position that has never been done in in like show business before where they based on a book and the show is overtaking the book and they don't know the correct character motivations the stuff that george wrote was fantastic the books are fantastic and the fact that they've had to ad lib on this is just going to show how good a fucking writer george rr martin is because when the stuff is based on his dialogue some of the best scenes of the show are based on his dialogue and his character motivations. It is a fantastic show. Now, it is a joke. It is essentially a soap opera and the characters have devolved into nothingness. You've seen the degradation of the characters. Daenerys is nothing now. If you're a Daenerys fan, I feel sorry for you. If your kid is named Khaleesi, I feel sorry for you. If your kid is named Danny, I feel sorry for you because it fucking, they have bastardised that character. Well, Jon Snow, sidelined. The only character who got any sort of credence is Peter Dinklage's Tyrion because he's a fantastic actor. And other than that, I have to say, he was written like an absolute trope for the last two seasons. So anyway, anyway, I'm annoyed. Sorry, I was just going to rant. 
two blueberries for me. It would get a one. I'm giving it two because the first 20 minutes are very good. I think they're excellent. The imagery is very good. I actually like the tragic story. I like the fact that the bullet points, but you're right, John, this felt like it was a hoax. It felt like other characters had inhabited our characters and they were trying to do something. George, you have years now to not... You could be a hero, George. George R. R. Martin can be a hero now. He can release two books that are going to blow us out of the water and go, how the fuck did they fuck this up so bad? Because that is genuinely how I feel. And when I read the books, I hope I feel satisfied. We have their inner monologues, their inner motivations. We'll understand where the characters are coming from. But right now, for a character-based show, the last three episodes are a travesty. So, sorry about that, listeners. We're not very happy. But we're going to jump into the plot, <sighs> point by point. And before we do that, we're going to have a quick advert. Kill the boy, John Snow. Winter is almost upon us. Kill the boy. And let the man be born. Hello, everybody. Sorry for our negative beginning to this episode, but let's be positive and let's look at what's coming out at Fan Critical and Bastards and Broken Things, to be fair. If you are listening to Bastards and Broken Things, please do subscribe to our main hub, which is called Fan Critical. This channel will be, you know, having a bit less activity in the coming weeks and months. Um, so we would implore you to switch over to Fan Critical's main channel. Please do subscribe where all of our main content is released. We have a lot of good things coming up. John and Gareth are continuing the worst of Netflix series. Yay. A hilarious take on the worst things and properties on Netflix. Please do check that out. Oh, so the next thing we're going to be covering is this episode. Oh, um, good. Good for yeah. you. Good for me, to be fair. Next up as well, Black Mirror has just been announced for the start of June. Three yeah. episodes, and we love Black Mirror here. It's one of our favourite things, basically, to cover because it's so interesting, uh, the way that it comments on technology. And if you haven't seen Black Mirror before, it's all on Netflix. Go check it out now. Get ready for the new season. And if you haven't seen it, you don't even need to have because they're all self-contained stories, which are amazing things to cover. So we will be doing that at the start of June. Stranger Things is coming out in July, so we're also doing that. Plus, we'll be doing Detective Pikachu very soon. Me, John and Gareth, when Gareth gets around to seeing it. Not only that, we do have a Patreon account, yes. Patreon is a thing that people do, and we do it as well because we want to make more content for you guys. Uh, you do more get money, surely. Well, we want to make more money as well, yeah, and yeah. more content for those guys. Lovely money. Lo- John loves his money. So, um, so good money. Lovely, lovely money. But we uh, we actually have a couple of tiers there where you can check us out. Uh, you get cast it episodes, which is the most basic tier, where we recast famous shows and films with different actors. You know, everything's getting rebooted these days. We reboot them with different actors, but we always try and have a comedic spin on it. Always good fun. Bloody Lucy and Emma just done Jurassic Park, haven't they? I mean, I'm annoyed they did that one without us, to be honest with you. Fucking raging. Because that, that would have been a good one to do. Yeah. Annoying, so but there you go. that's what happens. We crushed it, though. You did. Very good. So go check that out. Patreon.com forward slash fancritical. And if you support us on Patreon, not only do you get the benefits of cast it or being in the podcast yourself, you also get a little shout out. So uh, a couple of shout outs this week. In the Game of Thrones season eight finale the game of thrones series finale that's pretty mad isn't it uh first shout out shout out is to anna martin thank you anna very much for your support on patreon we really do appreciate it not only that we know you're a big fan of the game of thrones content so um thank you for interacting with us thank you for donating to us we really do appreciate every ounce of support also benjamin scottford 
Uh, you're a legend. Thank you for getting involved in the Patreon and sponsoring us as well. Um, we have received your messages about the finale. We will be getting back to you very, very shortly. We didn't want to read them because we hadn't seen the episode yet. Um, we'll get back to you with our thoughts after recording and editing this. So I mean, thank you very much. By the time you hear this, I'll have replied. So but, yeah, yeah, that's right. Lucy's in charge of the Patreon. So inner workings thank you very much benjamin thank you for your support uh so if you want to support us on patreon it's patreon.com forward slash fan critical that is patreon.com forward slash fan critical thank you <laughs> let's jump into the plot of this episode which is entitled the iron throne why didn't they call it dream of spring raging anyway let's go plot i have a tender spot in my heart cripples bastards and broken things Let's jump into it. Let's talk about the things we did like. And I think the first 20 minutes, definitely, we all kind of agreed pretty good. Uh, after the King's Landing... Speeding along. <laughs> speeding along. First 20 minutes, pretty good. Right, now let's discuss everything else. <laughs> after King's Landing is nearly destroyed, Grey Worm executes all captured soldiers as Tyrion and John and Davos and Aya wander the streets of a uh, decimated King's Landing. Mm. Thoughts over there, Gareth, on this opening salvo from the showrunners? Um, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, the the guy wandering past in a in a daze with yep. sort of, and then apparently sort of all the the skin on his back missing. Yeah, was pretty horrendous. Burns. Um, Mr. But Burns. yeah, like you say, sort of <laughs> very um, uh, reminiscent of many <laughs> a World War Two movie, isn't it? Very much so. It reminded. I was saying to Lucy. I was saying to Lucy here, Gaz, that. And John, yeah. that it was it was very reminiscent of um, sort of the scene out of Saving Private Ryan and and Band of Brothers, yes. uh, yeah, so Band of Brothers or whatever, like a World War Two thing. Any World War Two film, which iconically always has the scene of the Allied troops discovering the concentration camps, you know, mm. snowy, desolate uh, backgrounds, you know, people just wandering, you know, aimlessly, you know, devoid of emotion. It's that it's that thing. It's that horrible realization that the something terrible has just happened and i you know it is akin to genocide in this medieval setting but the difference the difference there as well is normally that's um the allied forces seeing what what the nazis had done yeah this is as if you you were a nazi and you've just discovered oh shit we're the bad guys yeah very good point um, very good point i also also big big question here aya where the fuck's her horse <sighs> i mean about the horse Pointless horse. I said it before we started recording and then John told me to save it for the podcast, but what was the point in that scene? Tell me. What was the point? Say that about what was the point? Series. Tell me what the point of that scene was. No, but to be fair though. Go on. So that horse, she jumped on it and it took her nowhere. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a lot of speculation actually in uh, on Reddit and, you know, on a lot of the forums that we we're part of. and Sorry, the... Forums that we we're part of. Forums, yeah. yeah. And uh, the speculation was that Bran was inhabiting that horse and that was a very touching... I'm sure he has done, but apparently his dick doesn't work. So it doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> oh, good point. But no, but... So... And he's supposed to be our king! <laughs> Spoiler warning! It meant nothing. It meant yeah. that scene meant nothing at the end of last no. week's episode. Well, I, I was getting, I was getting giddy with it. Like that la, sounds la, like la, a Will Smith song, doesn't it? Getting giddy with it. Oh, but I, I was, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought that was a certainty that Aya was on the way to kill Daenerys. Yes, Do you remember that was my prediction from last yep. week. Mm. Yep. I mean, uh, it, four minutes into this, I was like, well, fuck me, my prediction's way off. It's definitely not happening. <laughs> 
<sighs> was it the bit where she went, well, I'm not going to kill Daenerys, so don't... Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to kill I'm going on adventures around the world. Um, but I thought Tyrion. I thought Tyrion in this scene, Lucy, and I, and I will say this right now. I think Peter Dinklage was phenomenal in this episode. I think. I think you know, considering his character has been oh, just nothing compared to the Tyrion of the books, especially in these last two seasons. I think Peter Dinklage has been phenomenal. He won an Emmy last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins an Emmy this year because I, I do think his his scenes, especially with fight John's Shut a bit, up. it's really annoying. Especially with finding uh, Jamie and Cersei in in, in the the crypts of Red, uh, the Red Keep was actually very good. Um, and even a scene with John later on, which we'll talk about. But he he smashed it in terms of his acting ability. You can only act what you are given. Exactly, and he did heighten um, the material that he was given. I felt like the scene with his discovery of Jamie and Cersei, I mean, Terrible. kind of emotional. Terrible. I liked also, it. So I hate that they were reunited. So fuck them. Like. I'll tell you why that scene is <laughs> terrible. Because Len was like, he's going to find his golden hand sticking out of the rock. And I was like, that would be <laughs> fucking awful. And it happened. So um, it no, genuinely happened. I'll tell you, why, tell you why else it was terrible. If they had stood... Anywhere else in that cabin, <laughs> yes. they would have been all right. Yeah. Correct. They could have like, run. Just move, move four meters to the right. You're absolutely fine. Stupid. And who gets killed by being like drowned in rocks Some when bricks. you're literally there's one brick above you? Like they're on the surface for fuck's sakes. If someone drowns in the water, you won't find them right at the top of the water at the bottom of the ocean for fuck's sakes. Unless they were killed by someone, and also their heads it doesn't were make sense. Intact. So if they've been killed by bricks, their faces and heads were fine. They looked fine. Stupid. Nothing wrong with them. How did he get down there and happen to find them? If, if Len is writing these scenes to a T, you know it's fucking shit. <laughs> but I mean, I agree that his performance was really good. And you know, this is the one episode. <laughs> Tyrion finessed the shit out of it. He became, you know, the imp and he did what he needed to do. And he got the end result that he wanted. Mm. Other than being dumb all the time. Like in the last <laughs> two seasons. <laughs> dumb, boy. Are you dumb? Yes. So dumb. But he was right. really good in this app. Don't, yeah, Tyrion, very good. And let's jump up, jump up to uh, a scene. Uh, just <laughs> above Tyrion. Just lose my words with this episode. Uh, <laughs> always well, jump up with him, isn't it? Up. As they've wandered the streets and seen the, the carnage that Daenerys has wrought upon the city, um, Daenerys rallies the Unsullied and Dothraki, declaring to liberate all of Westeros and the entire world. Once again, Hitler imagery. Gareth, go. Ugh, the imagery. This, the, uh, to be fair, actually, when I watched it, I, I, I had a thought to myself. I was like, this looks so fucking cool. Now, this is the moment when um, John's walking up the stairs yeah. and sees Danny coming towards him like as, as he's getting higher and higher up. And behind Danny, Drogon unfurls his wings... And yeah. so yep. Daenerys looks oh, yeah. like a fucking dragon. It's Dark really angel. cool. Mm. But I did think, I actually thought to myself, I was like, that's cool. And then I thought, John's going to be pissing himself watching that and think that's terrible. Um, so I'm interested to hear if you enjoyed that imagery, John. What, the wings just behind her? Yeah. Oh, look, I, I thought it was all right. I thought it was, oh, you know, I mean, Jesus. We'll probably go back and insert the reaction. And I'm like, fucking shit! No, um, you were spewing, but no, <laughs> I, right. I I liked it. It was a good shot. Um, yeah, good. 
but I'm not watching a 90-minute, without adverts, TV episode for one shot. Like, okay, yeah, it's fine. But, I mean, how overt do you want to be with the, oh, no, but she's unleashed the dragon. So now we're going to just have a scene with her walking with a new dress out of nowhere. Um, Lovely and now dress. she's got wings. No, it's a nonsense, mm. man. But um, music, music was good, though, as well, wasn't it? Well, look, this, the one thing uh, we can't fault this season is Raymond Duardi because Stop calling Raymond. Raymond's Duardi <laughs> because he has been fucking phenomenal and the music is iconic Everybody at times. Loves yeah. Raymond yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, the imagery was very overt. I thought it was shot excellently. I do like the way that she, you know, after doing this terrible act has, has come out and she, you know, the things she was saying about waging war, this is, you know, there needs to be a master of war who she gives to to Grey Worm. Yeah. And then there is going to be... Good fir- job title. A very cool you job title. Yeah. yeah. But the way that she articulated... Master of sewers. Yeah. And <laughs> master of <laughs> war. Master of the hell. No, it was just a, sh- it's just a shame that... that Assistant she, to the team leader. Mm, it's just a, it's a shame <laughs> that she felt that she needed to to have this speech to basically say I'm waging war on the whole of the world still like yeah. to, to the reach mm-hmm. you know to the fucking Summer Isle they're lovely all they do is fuck at the Summer Isle isn't it uh, who knows mate we haven't seen enough of the I Summer Isle I see any of it no that's, that's no that's you're thinking Skargos Skargos Skaggeds the Skaggeds yeah. and Skargos in the northern Cannibal Island. Scotland. Okay. <laughs> Basically well, Scotland. Summer Island sounds lovely. If you're from so, Scotland, yeah. we apologise. But how is she going to... What is she thinking? Like, we need to free them. But if you're the Queen, who are you freeing them from? Hmm. <laughs> don't worry about it. You, yeah, you don't, don't worry about logic. You're thinking too much. Don't, don't worry about it. Just don't, burn no one. Don't think. Don't think. Because later on we'll get in the episode because thinking is dangerous. Too when much you, thinking. When you start questioning things. But the imagery is good. <laughs> Tyrion walks up to Daenerys. I love this scene. I love it. Yep. I love it. I love it. Best scene of the episode for me, uh, where he said, you know, she says, "You freed your brother." I don't know how she knows that. Um, Obviously, you, you, you know that's tyr- that's that's treason. Tyrion just goes, "You slaughtered a city," and he pulls the hand of the pin off and he throws it down the stairs. Fucking love that. Love that scene from Tyrion. Love that scene. It would have been Peter funnier Lynch. if, as uh, <laughs> I think. As Lucy was saying whilst you were watching it, if he'd have just thrown it at her face. He should have. Because that is <laughs> quite that. a weighty pin. That yeah. would have been that would have been quite funny. I'd, dead I'd by have pin. That. Dead by pin Listen and that. I. That'd yeah. be interesting. Hits her in the head and she falls down the steps, dead. Killed by Girl, hand. There you go. Yeah. That'd be good. Mm. At least Jon Snow might get a bear by ending. My own this hand. Um Jon Snow, speaking of him, Aegon Targaryen, Aegon the Sixth, is just standing there watching as this goes on. Clueless. Aegon the Watcher. <sighs> He's my favourite character, man. And he's just getting... Well, apart from Jamie. And, and Jamie's gone. So now he's my favourite character by default. <laughs> and he's just getting sidelined in this episode like a little bitch. Like a little... Someone who's not got the thought process that, and who's not done the things that he's done. You know, and he's then... Terrible. Uh, he's terrible in this episode. Terrible. I mean, but he's, no, he's written terrible be, in this Yeah, episode. it's not his fault. Be, I, you know, Kit Harrington. There's, a, there's an interview. There's an interview. Sorry, Gareth. There's an interview with Kit Harrington. Where someone says to him, "What in one word describe yeah. the ending of Game of Thrones?" And honestly, the look on his face when he says it, I think it's genuine. He says, "Disappointing." Mm. I think he is raging at the stuff that he's been given these last three episodes because it is a travesty. He is the centerpiece of the story. He is a song of ice and fire, and he is being <laughs> sidelined like an absolute buffoon, an absolute well, buffoon. Sorry, Gareth, what, you can make continue. What's he? Be fair though. In 
in reality, even even the actual real John that we know and love, what's he going to do in this situation? Like in front of all the Dothraki and the the unsullied, he can't he can't just start beating up Danny. Like, yeah, gas. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that is another scene out of Mortal Kombat. But no, um, okay, Gareth. Slugs her. Okay, Gareth, I'll ask you this question then. Let's move on to the next scene where Tyrion is uh, captured and said, you know, you're a traitor. He's imprisoned by the Unsullied at Daenerys' behest. Mm. Uh, Jon goes into the room and has a conversation with Tyrion. Tell me now that Jon Snow doesn't have a better conversation in the books than the one he has with Tyrion right here and now. Oh, my God. Okay, so... So do not defend him at the stairs when he's got this opportunity in private to have a genuine conversation. This I, I love this because he goes in and he's like to Tyrion, he says, um, look, I can't justify what happened and I'm I'm not gonna try. And then and then thirty seconds later he goes Yeah, but Miss Sunday got beheaded. <laughs> <laughs> he's just trying what to justify it. about though. Like does not surely you've got a you've got to see this. Like you can't you can't watch this episode and give it blueberries, surely. I have to give it some blueberries, John, just <laughs> no, because production value alone. No, but fuck, fuck the production value. Well, like, well, that is a part of it. Whoa, 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 yeah, whoa, okay, whoa, fine. whoa. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a travesty. I don't watch it and go, the editing shit, the music shit. I go, there's, there's things that I like in this episode. I like, I like Peter Dinklage's performance. Yeah, some value. I like some of the bullet points. I like the fact, the tragedy of the Daenerys and Jon story. I do I enjoy know, that. But, you know, I don't if like. spits on a bit of glass in 4K, you don't go, fucking hell, look at the way that's dribbling down the fucking side of the glass. I might. <laughs> I might as well. I <laughs> like 4K. Um, it's happening. Yeah. It's just like. it. Uh, this is it's stupid. not that it doesn't make any sense. It's it's an insult to people that have watched the character mm. develop on a TV show and through yeah. the books. It's like they've just gone, oh, don't worry about any of that. Right? That's been the yeah. same in the last in couple EastEnders. of episodes. Like... This is John from EastEnders. Like, it's, well, he's got no depth as a character to not turn around and go, this is terrible. Why is he going in there and like, I oh, know, but all it is is... A mate was killed, so don't... And Rhaegal was shot out the sky by Euron. Like, no, oh, but might be the... easy for you. You're not on the battlefield. It's like, he's sit watching these people be burned, John. Like, don't defend it because you're Tyrion's losing all moral line ground. about, look, I love her, but, you know, you love them more successfully. Oh, my God. What, because he I, stuck I thought... her in the... Oh, look, come <laughs> on, man. Like, are you having a laugh, mate? I honestly thought they were going to break out into song at one point. <laughs> like, Tyrion's, Tyrion's like... Love is ruthless. Love is hard. And John's like, love is the only way. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Honestly, fucking X Factor, man. It's shit. <laughs> However, some of the most musical episodes, like the musical episode of Buffy was very good. The musical episode of Scrubs is very good. Have you heard that the would remix have been better. of Podrick singing Jenny? Yeah, Monster. it's amazing. It's pretty good. Pretty good, pretty good I remix. Love. I love it. <laughs> yep. Let's just turn this into a singing podcast. This is how far we've fallen, and we haven't, we haven't to turn this podcast into a musical. Sometimes you, for it to be entertaining. That, you know, sometimes you podcast long, long enough to become oh, the uh, theatrical singer. <laughs> um, fuck them. Yeah, I I do think that Tyrion and Peter Dinklage was very good in this scene. I think John's character massively sidelined. You know, it just didn't. Yeah. It's like you you are a Stark and a Targaryen. A what? Sorry, a, a, blah, blah, a Stark blah, blah. and a Targaryen. A yeah. And it's just like 
that is now apparently relevant, and he's just gone back to being dumb as fuck. I'm a Stargarian, all right? Leave me alone. It's just <laughs> so, so stupid. I don't, I don't want about? it. I don't, I don't want it. I don't get it. We're not asking if you want it. I'm telling you that the person who does want it is fucking mental. So you need to do something about it. Something that you've done throughout your whole life that's is not our choice. You're honourable, okay. but you've done things that don't, you know, they go against the grain, like letting the wildlings through the wall, and you know, shagging someone when you're meant to be in the Night's Watch. John is someone who is like his father, but also has the ability to transcend that and make correct decisions at times, <laughs> and it feels. Like well, he, he used to be. He, he's not done that this season, you know? It used to be cool. It just doesn't feel... It used to be cool. Doesn't feel right. Does not feel right. <laughs> hey, man, you if used Tyrion to be cool, to be yeah. Cool. If Tyrion yeah, said yeah. that, imagine... Come on, man. Mate, that would fit cool. into this. Mm. Really would. <laughs> so, after that telling scene where Tyrion is trying to manipulate Jon into doing the right thing and killing... By saying he used to be cool. By saying he used to be cool. <laughs> and... Um, I still can be... Yeah, and killing Daenerys. I don't Daenerys. want to be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it. Uh, John then confronts Daenerys in the throne room. This should have been a very emotional scene where Daenerys approaches the Iron Throne after seasons now and years of our lives mm. trying to watch her. This this girl who has come yeah. from nothing, who feels very entitled, as we've said. She but is entitled. Very entitled, yeah. and comes from nothing. Uh, and achieves has been through these horrors, performed miracles, and you know the dream. Very dismissive. <laughs> no, but the dream scenario is, and I'm dismissive because the scene is dismissive. The scene is a dismissive scene. Oh, it's good that. Yeah. We don't care about the fact that she's approaching the Iron yeah. Throne. Mm. She doesn't even fucking no. sit on it for a start. Mm. Um, all this time, everything she's been through, thoughts about the emotions you were feeling when she finally achieved her goal. None. Yeah, I mean. No. No, not really. I, I kind of, you know, her countenance changed when John confronted her and she seemed quite childlike. And that's when I thought, yeah, she's really snapped. She's really gone. And the shit she was saying to him. I mean, it started to almost make sense to me. But yeah, when she's talking about... Um, I you know, can't even count to 20. Oh, yeah. But the thing what is, are you talking about? That. Again, like, this is something you should feel something for. Like, yeah. Danny's approaching the iron throne mm. like this is amazing mm. and it's just like wanted. i was just watching it thinking this means nothing just get on with it because mm. it meant nothing in the, in the crux of things and look maybe that's the genius of it that it literally means nothing but mm. i'm not buying it because the fucking show is called game of thrones but i couldn't work out whether it was a problem with this scene like how they've done this scene or whether it's just a product of what's happened um, I think series. it's a product of what's because, happened for me. Yeah, because because I, I like I was thinking it it looked beautiful, uh, the music again just uh, unbelievable. This like it was like an operatic version of the Game of Thrones theme tune. It was um, stunning. And that's it. Are you playing it? Quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and yet this moment that like this is this is what I was talking about earlier. If you had told me that about this scene a few years ago, I would have been in disbelief. I, I, I wouldn't have believed it, which I suppose is the definition of disbelief. <laughs> and and it it just would have shook you. It would have it would have shaken you. And Shook-ham. this instead, instead, I was just I just didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah. And that's that's all down to writing, I think. Yeah. 
And of course, you know, it's a vision that Danny had in the House of the Undying. She has it in the book. She has it in the show of the throne room. At the time, you're not certain whether it's snow or ash that is on on the floor, on the throne. And, you know, now we know her vision to have come true, that it was actually her that caused um, this mm. devastation to King's Landing, mm. which is, an, is a nice full circle. Like prophecy plays a big part in the show and the books. And I like the fact that some of the prophecies are fulfilled, uh, you know, we won't talk about the Valonqar. We won't talk about all this other stuff. Azor High. Azor's High, which has been completely sidelined by the show. And I doubt the books will do that. But mm. uh, the show has gone the way the show's gone. Uh, at least they fulfilled this pro- prophecy to some extent. Um, but as Danny is about to get on the throne, John enters uh, back in the frame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very soap opera-like. And um, What are you doing over there? Yeah, it has a conversation <laughs> with her where she says that she's terrible at maths. Um, twice. Twice. And he's... I can't even count to 20 in a way. Why do you keep saying that? <laughs> How has that been mentioned twice? Well, I can tell you you've killed more than 20 kids at this point. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, very good. How many? Mm. Oh, for fuck. So John, not you, John goes up and he says to her basically that she, you know, she's done something terrible here. Basically, he's trying to articulate as best he can because he's been written terribly in this episode. <laughs> He's trying to articulate that she's done essentially, you know... You! You! Dragon bad! <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Sorry? Me, no count 20! And it goes on! Um, they have this little discussion, and I was raging at this point. Oh, that's terrible. Um, because he goes to kiss her after saying, like, you are my queen. Here's our live reaction to um, John originally kissing Danny, not you. And uh, then what happened Wouldn't afterwards? Even want to, in a way. Yeah, not after that. No. Always. What are you saying that for? <laughs> oh God! Please kill her, because <laughs> this is annoying me. <laughs> That's the right call. That's horrible. That's the right call. <laughs> Little blood out the nose. Oh shit. I'm sorry, you know, it had to be done, John. Had to be done. It's very anticlimactic for Danny, though. So much. John decided to stab Danny, which we 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 knew was going to happen, really. It was, it was so obvious that that was going to happen. He stuck her so, with question, his pointy end. Question for you. Go on. Question. Obviously, just before he does that, he's like, please, please forgive Tyrion, you have to. And she's like, I can't. If she had agreed to forgive Tyrion, mm. would he have... Would he have Stabbed her, or would he have gone? All right, let's give probably her another not. chance. I, I guess the nah, the, the the telling line. Sorry, John, to interrupt. The telling line here in this in this sequence of the episode. Let's have it, sex and go burn more kids. <laughs> literally, <laughs> Very telling literally, line. where she's like, he John says, you know, Daenerys says, you know, we get to choose how the world is run now, and then John says, what about other people? You know, like Sansa and other people who think that the world should be run differently. They don't get to choose, mm. Danny says. That's when he knows she's gone past the point of mm. no return. Where she, that is tyranny. That is dictatorship. That tyranny. Is, t- tyranny. That is where <laughs> there's no return from that. If she mm. doesn't believe that people get the mm. right to choose the way they want to live their lives, that is a dictatorship. And essentially, this whole, you know, we've mentioned the Second World War and you know Hitler and genocide, that sort of stuff. Jesus. It's, it's, it's no, but it's genu- genuinely that's the way that this is mm. being portrayed. So. He had to make the decision, the sacrifice to kill her. 
that was the moment that he made the decision, which I like, and I think that that line was actually a good line mm. in this in this little segment. Not the Tyrion stuff. I think you know, <laughs> that was not going to sway yes. her. Yeah. But you know, uh, the line about people having free will, and <laughs> we were worried at this point, weren't we, team? That Drogon was going to. Well, I was like, "Where's Drogon? Where's Drogon? He's going to fucking kill John." Here's our yeah. live reaction to Drogon uh, confronting Jon Snow. Run away, Jon, run away. No, Jon. Run away now. Please don't. Please, Drogon, fly away. Please, just go and live somewhere else. He's going to get burnt. get it... out of there right this Oh, moment. my God, he's going to get burnt alive. What are you doing, No, John. He's just gonna fly off. Run away. Go to Valeria. Fly away. There you go. Didn't do it. He's a Targaryen. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get the throne. That's the real thing that killed his mum. The power of the throne. I mean, what what you see though is John obviously makes no attempt to run away. Or say no, no, Drogon, no, don't do it. He doesn't. He's resigned him, himself to to death. I think he's sac- willing to sacrifice himself for the good of the realm. Luckily, Drogon goes. I'm going to melt this metaphor, <laughs> <laughs> and the metaphor does get uh, melted down. And uh, melted down. Famously, the, the Iron Throne was, of course. Apparently made by Valerion the Dread. Valerion the Conqueror. After Aegon the Conqueror um, defeated all the lords of Westeros. And it was meant to be made out of thousands of swords. And the depiction of the throne has always been shambolic in the show, in my opinion. Because <laughs> if you see a genuine picture of what this throne is supposed to look like and the actual genuine scale of it. from history. From history. It looks phenomenal, <laughs> and in this it does look like there's 20 swords. So fair play, Danny, for that for that line. Mm. Um just gets melted mel- down by um, Drogon the Dread. Melted what are we calling him? What are we call him? Drogon the Dread? Drogon or? the Wise. Because he Drogon knew that hilarious. it was the throne that caused his mother's death. The, mm. the desire for power. Drogon the yeah. Democratic. Mm. And there is that interesting... The Democrat. Interesting... <laughs> I mean, look, Lord of the Rings has played a massive role uh, in George R. R. Martin's life and also his writing. And you do see that seduction of power with the Iron Throne that we've talked about as a group for a while. Mm. Um it does seduce people to do things and act out of character. You know, there's only certain characters who don't bend to its will, literally the will <laughs> of the throne. And Seduce. this, the hashtag for this season was for the throne. And it seems that that just means all character development goes for the throne. <laughs> so for it to be melted down, I was actually very, very happy. Mm. Um, it's a shame. A bit silly, though. It's a bit silly. It is, it is a bit like... silly. Uh, there's no, they're not saying that it's magical. It's not like no, the fucking it's not ring, the ring out of Lord of the Rings. Like it's forged out of dragon fire, though. You, mm. I know, but it's a shit chair. Like for the most part, it's uncomfy. If very looks like a very uncomfortable. Well, it's chair. just what it represents, obviously the power. So yeah, I know, Drogon but it's not burning it. But like, yeah. But, but, again, but why would like, Drogon make that decision? 
in Lord of the Rings, it's like, well, to show the ring, it actually does something. Mm. Whereas destroying the yeah, chair does course. nothing. Well, it's just, yeah. I've got nothing to sit on. Now. It is a metaphor. It is just a metaphor. It's it a I understand that, but it's a dragon going mental. Like the dragon's not going, right, you know what? I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm going to destroy this to teach you all about I think, power. I think Drogon does make a decision is... in that scene. I think he makes Maybe a decision to kill the, the throne. Maybe the sword chair stabbed her and that's why he's killing it. Good point. Terrible point. <laughs> <laughs> Pointy end. Terrible. Stick him no, with the pointy they, throne. I love that Drogon, Drogon melts the throne and they're like, now, now you will never have a ruler because they can't sit anywhere. And Westeros goes, ah, we've got someone. They've got their own chair. <laughs> All right, let's move on to that sort of stuff. So John, John survives as um, Drogon picks up Danny's body and flies towards Essos, we believe. Who knows? And, you know, at this point, we're wondering what's going to happen to John, all that sort of stuff. Turns out that yeah. he's just captured. We, 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 you know, somehow have a sort of epilogue section now to the episode, which runs for about 45 minutes, where Tyrion has obviously been very disheveled and he's been sitting in his cell for a long time. Long beard. Long beard. Um, lots of chest hair. Raggy yeah. robes. Yeah. Where's re- the chest hair coming from? Lovely. It's his crusts, apparently. Um, he goes out to the dragon pit, uh, where there is a, some some sort of gathering going on. Mm. At this point, we were like, oh, what's going on here? Just out of nowhere. What's going on here? And uh, we have a live <laughs> reaction. Ollie. We have a live reaction because John has been saying that Edmure Tully is going to be appearing again. Um, and for any listeners and, and just show watchers who don't know who Edmure Tully is, that's fair because he's not been around since uh, season three. This is our reaction to Edmure being on the Council of Lords of Westeros. It's Edmure Tully! Oh my God! It's not. It is. Oh my word. Oh, Yara. Dawn. New Prince of Dawn. Where's John? So what's happened is we have a group of lords, sort of, assembled, lords and ladies, assembled as a council to sort of try and barter for John and Tyrion's lives. Mm. <sighs> Grey Worm and the Unsullied have taken martial law upon themselves as the rulers of King's Landing and are imprisoning both, demanding justice for the death of Queen Daenerys. I don't know how they know she died because... John told her. John, maybe, John maybe, maybe, said... maybe John did. I would have liked that scene, to be honest with you. I also don't believe that Grey Worm in his mental state at this point would have accepted that and just arrested him. I think they would have fought or I think something would have gone on there. Mm. So not believable in that. Maybe count. they fought for a whole hour. And it was a draw, so arrested him. It's definitely not a draw, John absolutely (laughs) smashed it. 90 minutes, Um, they went into extra time. (laughs) So they're they're pleading uh, for their lives. They get into a conversation about, okay, who is going to be the new ruler? Uh, Samwell steps up and believes that um, we should actually give a vote to the people, which is something that a democracy has been touted from the start of the show and the books. They start pissing themselves. And they they start the laughing. They start laughing. That's the show literally. That's the showrunners literally laughing at everybody who suggested a democracy mm. could happen. Although it does turn out to be some sort of democracy because... That's a republic, isn't it? It's like a senate. It's like the senate in ancient Rome. Uh, they choose their next leader. Mm. And... I kind of like the idea of them choosing uh, rulers now. Maybe they don't give it to the general public, but they do give it to essentially the lords and ladies of Westeros. Mm. Um, and in this instance, it it seems that everyone, even though Tyrion is a prisoner at this point, defaults their decision to what Tyrion suggests. Um, it, thoughts? What is... This is nonsense. Like, when Tyrion starts speaking, 
And Grey Worm goes, You do not speak! And then Tyrion just proceeds to continue speaking <laughs> and decide exactly what's going to happen. Uh, what is I this? I don't understand why he allowed it and then acts on the suggestion of the prisoners, like, make your choice then. Like, why are you listening to him? <laughs> yeah. You're in charge at the moment. <laughs> mm. He's like, no, we need a king. And he's like, okay, then just choose one. It, it's ridiculous. They're all taking the advice of a prisoner. Bear in mind the likes of Yara are fuming and want justice for Daenerys. And then at his first suggestion, why not, why not Bran from the other side? They're all like, yeah, fine. Like, mm. It's just dumb. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm. It is. It's terrible, isn't it? It's terrible. Like... I can't believe it's ended like this. I like so again a few weeks ago. I know there was some murmurs um, in Las Vegas for some reason. Yeah. I mean, how fucking dull is your life? <laughs> the bookies are taking odds on this in Vegas. Do you know what I mean? I like, bet your mortgage on red, not fucking you know Wan in a fucking Brand. wheelchair being you know king of a nothing TV show, and it is at this point. Um, this is a joke scene. This is what I'm talking about where, I mean, uh, look, I'm pleasantly surprised that Edmir Tully turned up because that was, it, it was like the writers knew I was furious. And they were like, they're just cheering him up a little bit. Have, <laughs> admit, have Edmir turn up. Um, and I was even more happy that they just decided to introduce two random guys from random houses. Yeah. Um, and suddenly fucking... <laughs> Robin Aaron's Robin there. Aaron is some dashing... Yeah, uh, little fella. <laughs> yeah, I, I, get, I don't understand why him and Yon Royce are both there. Like, they're Only both one of them. the same house. Like, fucking hell. It's just abysmal. Um, and the whole scene is abysmal. Um, <laughs> so, Tyrion asks Bran oh yeah two episodes ago yeah you know you could be lord of winterfell you're the last stark um it may be in the episode the Rail last Stark. starks i don't know uh, sorry yeah, yeah the last episode four stark, yeah. yeah yeah apologies and he goes i don't want it i don't want it <laughs> i don't like, really right. want anymore yeah I, do you know what I, I don't want anything anymore not even legs or working penis well and Tyrion's like fair enough <laughs> and then in this episode yeah. it's like well, well i know i know i know you don't want to be king but i know you don't want anything and, like and legs or penis but do you want to be king and this is our reaction to <laughs> what he says arrogant these days says nothing all season then does that he's knowing all along what a legend because we were so so certain that he was going to say something you know you know i don't want it i don't really want anymore or i'll do it for everyone or something he was very sassy with his answer just then he might as well have gone why do you think i came down here and winked at the camera yeah, yeah. but what but, but, yeah. do you do no, you think that he what knew I loved is when he when he when he afterwards when he looked at the camera and went Chaos is a ramp. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, we all have to applaud the the players of the Game of Thrones. You know, let's just you know, let's think, let's think <laughs> about the let's, let's think about the players. My man's a pimp. You know, ne- bless him. Ned Stark wasn't really a player of the Game oh, of Thrones, but you know, Cersei was. People What's like, going on? Oh, my fin- head's come off. Yeah, Littlefinger was. <laughs> no, you know, no. you got people like. You're on even trying to wheedle his way in there. You know, you've got, you know, a finger in the bum. Stannis, <laughs> and you've got Renly, and you've got even John Tyson. Hard truths cut both ways. Danny. Uh, but All it turns pointless. out the way I'll to burn pointless. everyone. Turn it. The, turns out the way to play it is just sit in a chair. 
don't really look or do any say or do anything. Bide your time. Bide your time and just say, I don't really want any more. But what's weird, he's like, I'm not brand stuff. Not really. And now he's Bran the Broken. So it just doesn't make any sense, like, with regards I'm to King Bran. Bran. And then I don't he want anything. His, he licked I his lip. King. <laughs> I'm not Bran. Fine, I am Bran. I was hoping he'd break out into song like the Lion King. They're like, all hail Bran the Broken. Do you reckon he's like, um, is it too late to change that name? So rude. <laughs> I would not have that. <sighs> I, I don't really like want Bran, that name anymore. And I think- <laughs> With how ridiculous the show has got, yeah, fair, make him king. So that, in a weird way, as much as the scene was bad, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Make Bran king. That's in keeping with the rest of this stupid show. I was stood in the kitchen with John 20 minutes before watching this episode. And I said to you, John, if they make Bran king, because we were talking about the odds in Las Vegas, <laughs> which we were talking about. I said, if they make Bran king, I'm going to lose it. It's going to yeah, send me and, over and the I edge. I said, look, I'll, I'm annoyed as well, but just put the knife down. <laughs> oh, I, you know, I was, I was so, so so disappointed. Well, but it, it it goes beyond just that as well. So beyond like, the not war. only is Bran made king, but then they obviously everyone else now agrees with that. Um, even though Yara, like the last thing she yes. said was like, "We've got to kill Jon Snow," and then Arya obviously scares her into submission. Um, so she just never says anything again. But um, so yeah. they agree to to a Stark being king of the Seven Kingdoms. Yes, and then Sansa goes, "Well, no, actually, the North's going to be its own separate entity." Terrible, right? right. And then the they're all like, "Oh, yes, yeah, sure." So at no Fuming. point, at no point does Yara go, "Well, hold on, if yeah. that's an option, yeah, I'll do that." Answer. The the oh, Dawn, Dornish don't bother bringing that up either, even though they're far more independent than. Correct. Than anyone yeah. ever has been. been fine. Yeah, whatever. We just want to get this over and done with. Well, that guy. Yeah. I mean, the Prince of Dawn didn't even get lines. Didn't even get like, lines. Fucking hell! He's the Prince of Dawn, retainer. the new Prince of Dawn, is happy with this arrangement, <laughs> and then maybe like a little wink, like he was like flirting with Grey Worm or something. You know what they're like? They yeah, like that. They like it all. Yeah. They like. They that, love it. Aren't they? Too much. No, but no, if that makes sense, then every kingdom who wanted independence, which is literally all of them who want to be kings of their own region and queens of their own region, Mm. should have asked for it. Yara Greyjoy wants to be queen of the... I want to be king of Fleabottom! Yeah, you know, you you should have... Dawn especially, like you said, Gareth, would be 100% like, well, you know, we were actually never conquered by the Targaryens when they, you know, did the conquering of of Westeros. So, (laughs) fuck this shit, we're out. Yeah, that... See you later. But I think it makes sense that Sansa would be like... The Greyjoys rebelled against the throne and lost generations of their people, right? (laughs) Right, in the Greyjoy rebellion after Robert overtook it. They would definitely be like, right, well, we're just going to be our own kingdom then. Yes, I'm agreeing with you, yes. But I don't mind Sansa (laughs) asking for it because it makes sense with regards to her story. No, the scene makes no sense. It it only makes sense if the others were to ask for it as well. Well, It makes zero sense. I'll tell you what I would like about it. I would like Sansa being like more, you know, she's not as, as easy as the rest, but she goes along with it because it's Bran. Yes. So for her to go, you know what? No, like I, I'm, I'm going to be really difficult about this situation and go. I want the North to be to secede um, and be its own thing with, with loads of smelly Northerners. Like mm. oh, it's just a joke, man. <laughs> Their fucking it's younger brother's that. the fucking king. Like, yeah. don't give yeah. him issues already. He doesn't need <laughs> this. Right, no, you've and... already told everyone his penis doesn't work. Right? Oh. How you much more do you want to throw him under the fucking bus? His <laughs> legs don't even work, man. <laughs> <laughs> 
ridiculous. It's so awkward. He's like, well, I've checked and Brand definitely can't get a hard on. So just want to say that right now. Why are you saying you've checked? Oh, no, Sandy, yeah. <laughs> Not me. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you did watch Ramsey rape her. Yeah, that is true, yeah. yeah, very true. That's when he knew he could You looked beautiful on. that night. Beautiful. Let's make him king. He seems like a sound gentleman. He's a creep, yeah. What I are you thinking, him. man? Oh, I love him. Yeah. It only gets better from now, so... <sighs> Grey Worm... Well, the unsullied. Brand makes Tyrion, um, oh yeah, hand oh yeah, very well. good point, very good point. Brand, uh, Brand does make Tyrion hand. You small man, you can be my hand. Tyrion, oh, Tyrion's go. played this very well. He has finessed the fuck out of this. He got John to kill Daenerys, and now he's basically hand to the king to a cripple who's always fucking out of his head. No, they're so calling him the broken. Right? He, <laughs> he is basically the power the behind mental. the throne. He has won the Game of Thrones. And um, does this mean though? Does this? Does this mean that like one of Tyrion's duties surely is to like push the chair? Because that's a problem. Because he won't be able to see see over it. Uh, well, as we see later on, Gareth Brienne has been uh, you know the, the the king's guard are now the the pushers of the chair. <laughs> Seems like that's all we're going to be doing. Uh, is that in the, the job description? Decades must must be good at pushing chair. Mm. Well, Podrick gets a little bit later on, doesn't he? But let's move on. Who's pushing it with his knob? <laughs> Probably. We know he's talented in that department. Um, so after this happens, Grey Worm, the Unsullied and the Dothraki sail for Narth. Good riddance. Oh, I mean, it makes no sense. They've forgotten They've forgotten about the like poisoned butterflies that live in Narth. Mm. They're all yeah. going to die. Very true. Oh, I think they're going to go and liberate Narth, aren't they? Because she said they're all slaves. I look, I've had enough of this. No. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> the important thing to to note here, though, is that Jon Snow has been a, has been a, or Aegon has been a. Uh, no, just come on, John. John. It doesn't John. matter that it's he's Aegon. John. That has, Aegon. Yeah, it matters none, yeah. does it? No, nothing. He is a prisoner here because obviously he killed Danny, um, and the way they decide to punish him is to send him north to be. Uh, you know, back at the Night's Watch. Can I just ask everyone here? <laughs> and, you know, I was shouting. Don't shout- even ask, just uh, <sighs> Why is there a Night's Watch? What is the point of know. them and the purpose of them anymore? There is there is no purpose I, I, for that. I imagine their, their main responsibility now is sort of meteorology, just kind of checking mm, weather, weather much, patterns. Yeah. yeah. Reporting that, back. Yeah. Uh, the Night's w- Watch has become very dull. I mean... There's no Night King. There's no White Walkers. The Wildlings are on side because they've essentially helped save the realm from from the Army of the Dead. There is no need for there to be a Castle Black. There is no need for the Night's Watch. I mean, I thought they were going to set sort of set up a sort of Night King resurgence, or you at the end you see another <laughs> you see another White Walker or, or something, babies. or one of the Craster's kids is you know growing into a White Walker and becomes a Night King. I don't know. <laughs> Anything, Jesus, man! It makes no sense to send him north. Mm. Makes no sense. Oh yeah, just bored, mate. I think like they're at, they're at Castle Black and they think he's there for five minutes and he's like, you know, oh, fuck it, I'm just gonna go beyond the wall. Yeah. This is so dull. Okay, well let's just track back a little bit. Sorry, that's my vent about the mm. John situation. But um, the Unsullied leave. Uh, we have a heartfelt goodbye with John, Sansa, Arya and Bran. And I say heartfelt um, as a joke because it was a joke <laughs> of a scene. You know, the emotion here, it's like the actors have read the lines and they're like, what is this shit that I'm having to talk about now? <laughs> How am I supposed to get emotional at this? You've got fucking Wan, who's supposed to be king of the Seven Kingdoms, just sitting there in some, to be fair, fairly decent threads. Yeah, he's nice. got some... Oh, yeah, you know, Maisie Williams, to be fair, one of the most consistent actors of the season. 
sold it kind of well, although I think her motivations are diabolical. Sansa is like... What, what, is, what is her arc? <sighs> I'm going to go west. Go. Why? Don't yeah. worry about it. Family's important. No, because yeah. I'm going to leave immediately. My name is... All right. I love it because John's then like, all right, then Arya, Magellan, Stark, see you later. And off she goes. It's all right. Well, look, you know, there's there's four of us left. You know, the lone wolf dies, but the packs of eyes. Anyway, see you later. Bye. <laughs> Let's all up immediately. And that is completely true. Fuck I mean, off. the idea of the Starks and the family of the Starks is that they stick together. It's a famous line from Ned that John just referenced saying that, you know, the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. <laughs> and the fact that they're all separating, Bran's going to be in King's Landing, Sansa is queen in the north, John has gone north of the wall, and Arya's going off to do her own spin-off show, is offensive to me. Um, I don't see that being what happens in the books. And if it does happen, I'm questioning George's fucking writing for five books get a drink can he you know the idea is these stark children going out <laughs> into the world coming back finding themselves and helping each other to succeed when mm. everything has been against them everything mm. and now they're just fucking off it just feels so <laughs> hollow it feels so hollow mm. it feels so hollow doesn't the, make any sense the scene was devoid of emotion you know john they were like what did john look like two seasons ago let's make him look like that mm. You know, get rid of his man bun, get rid of his kingly status. Let's make him look like he's part of the Night's Watch again. Fucking shambles. Mm. Absolute shambles. Yeah. Raging. It's funny because we said about, it was kind of like um, the end of The Return of the King, Lord of the Rings again. Yes. And everyone criticised that, like, oh, all these different endings, blah, blah, blah. That's so much better than this. Like, so emotion yeah. and caring about characters. And it's just, it just so it fell so flat. Like it is really bad when you think of how much we love these characters. And like you say, the Starks, the fact they all survived, and you think, oh my god, they're gonna go back in one way or another to Winterfell and be together. No, they literally are all separate. Mm. Every single one of them. Why is I? Oh, I'm gonna go. What's West of Westeros? Like, are you taking the piss? This is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah, no one's no one's ever thought of that before. You're gonna be a fucking colonizer now. Yeah, yeah, no one's no thought one's that. thought of all that. The Mason, In ten thousand years of history, oh recorded God. history, no one has thought of what that. What are you gonna do when you're there? Why did you train to be an assassin all that time? Why did we have to go through all of that? You killed the Night King. Fine. That's not happening in the books. That's not gonna happen in the books, though. Everything is terrible. <sighs> also, blue eyes, brown eyes, green eyes didn't even kill Cersei. Brilliant. Good point, Lucy. Very good point. Yeah, that, or Danny. That, that's the thing. That's the thing that's annoying, isn't it? Like, I, c- I can understand that they they don't want to include some of the prophecies from within the book. Fine, whatever. But don't set up your own fucking shit prophecies yes. and then not fulfil them. Well, they mentioned Azor Ahai before, bloody Melisandre, and then yeah. it's like, nah, don't worry about that. It just feels, and I know, listeners, it does sound like if you enjoyed this episode, that is completely fair. You're entitled to your own opinions. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions of the show. I implore you, if you've not read the books, do read How the books. How can you have enjoyed this, though? I don't know. Some people can enjoy it, John. You have to accept other people's opinions. What I'm saying is, I'm sorry we, I'm sorry we didn't like it, but this episode clearly has divi- not divided the fandom. It has pulled the fandom down onto one side. So what I, all I'm saying is... If you enjoyed the episode, 100% legitimately, you can enjoy this episode. As I said, there are times, especially at the start of this episode, where me and Gareth did see some plaudits in this episode. (laughs) Um, It's just as book readers, as people who have to do a fuck ton of research for this show and to podcast on it, we invest so much in the characters. It just feels like the characters have been cheated, especially when you watch these end. They have been cheated. Of course they have. And... 
it's tough for us to take and every everyone is entitled to their opinion that is the most important thing Mate, like, our if, opinion if is this just and love you know, it fair play man honestly yeah. i've some films i wish i could love it i yeah. wish i could yeah 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 look i'm mm. i'm jealous in a way it's like uh, like shallow how where it's just like you just see whatever you want like yeah. the best thing ever yeah all the time yeah Honestly, like there are some films that we've covered on the worst of Netflix yeah. that you will love. Can I can I question something there? Because in Shallow Hal, I believe it is if the person is good, inner beauty, inner beauty is shown through. I think unfortunately, I think, he was shagging everything yeah, nice I think there's no. I, I genuinely think that this last season, I, I think apart from episode three and two of this season, I, I think there is nothing to, to to show. There's no care there. There's, <laughs> Honestly, I, I think it's devoid of, of care. Fair enough. Mm. I genuinely believe that. No, you're right. It's not as good as Shallow How. It's not. Jack Black's a fantastic <laughs> actor. I've said it. When are we yeah. doing our Shallow How pod? We didn't. What about, what, about, <laughs> what about Brienne and Jamie's book? Just briefly. Didn't Do you talk know about what? That. I quite like that. That I was a good had scene. Had he had a better death, it would have been so emotional because it made me a bit emotional anyway. And had he had the proper arc, that would have been a real like killer moment I think it would have been quite funny if at the end of it she just wrote some weird stuff like for some reason he went back to mm. Cersei and, and just let everyone down yeah. betrayed everyone I'll tell you what though I'll tell you what for I love that scene um, another highlight of the episode for me arguably the Wonderful. second best scene of the episode behind Tyrion throwing the pin down the stairs um, <laughs> such a low bar uh, no because in the books especially Feast for Crows especially Feast for Crows where whoa Jay- what a scene he's throwing a pin down the stairs what have you ever done what have you ever done well look in the, in the books that was a real quiz in the books especially in Feast for Crows Jamie really contemplates his position in history he really contemplates his honor he looks at that book the book of the king's guard and looks at all the famous knights who have been yeah. before him sir arthur dane sir barristan selmy and they have pages upon pages of heroic acts things that they've done for the good of the realm to duncan the tall this has always been something that he was striving for honor and a place in history and the fact that Brienne finally writes some of that out. And actually, when you look at the things that he's done, mm. he did do some very mm. honourable things towards mm. the end of his life. The last but line... She closes thought, the book. Yeah, the last line I thought was very beautiful, uh, actually, like, died defending his queen. That, that is more the, emotional. That's the job of a Kingsguard. That's the job of a Kingsguard. So whichever way you look at it, uh, Jamie Lannister did get his place in history in the book. And, and I really did like that, even though I didn't like the way he went out. I thought the scene was very beautiful. Mm. So but if, if you ever want like an illustration as to how rushed this scene, yeah. this season is, yeah. is the first time you see Brienne, it's like she's just sitting there reacting to Tyrion, just do his little speech. But it's just like, she already knows Jamie's dead at this point. Yeah. Now... There are certain things that you would want to see in this season. You want to see the reaction of the Stark kids finding out that John is a Targaryen. Where was that? Um, and obviously, they got rid of that because Fuck they need sake. they needed to spend more time on nothing on Bronn just um, going I want a castle. Yeah, he oh fucking hell! Don't even go there. Don't, let's not go there. Um, and then you get this, and it's like, well, okay, well now she sort of seems a little bit emotive. I don't know if she is. Like she does, she, she gets a bit her quivery. eyes roll into the back of her head. She looks at the ceiling in a very sort of David Brent way. Um, oh. Yeah, it's just just a nothing for, for me. Um, it was a nice touch. Um, if someone would have told me that prior to the season starting that that would be something that happens, I'd be like, oh, that'd be good. Um, it's the execution. It's it's poor. 
because it doesn't really mean anything because you, you're skipping four, five, six, seven, eight scenes. Yeah, I think it means something to people who've read the books, and it means something to people who like Jamie. But you're right, it, it would have meant more if he had a better moment. Death. Yeah, and that's the problem with the season. It's the problem with the last two seasons. Let's move on. But imagine how good that book thing would have been if Jamie would have died defending Brienne, exactly. at- or even died at Winterfell. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, in the long night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's where he should have died. Oh, maybe he, he, in the he died defending the realms of men. Yes, yeah. that'd yeah. be amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Um, let's talk about. I'm, I'm sorry to sound so negative about this. Look, guys, we don't want to sound this negative about Game of Thrones. We really, really don't. And I'm sorry. No, because we don't want to. You don't. You want to sound ne- like we don't want it to be bad. I'm just. Well, obviously, no. I don't want it to be. But you just react to what you're given. Okay, you? so we're reacting to what we're given. It's terrible. The we, ne- know, we know this is a bad episode. We know this is the worst episode they've done. And the next, <laughs> the next scene <laughs> is definitely the cherry on top of terribleness. It is Tyrion rearranging some chairs at the small council meeting. They've got we, time for that. They got, didn't have time for ghosts previously. Yeah, can and I, we, we've can got Bronn. No, this this is like the, the when he's rearranging the chairs, and then. He sits down on his chair and they all start coming in and he's readjusting himself. It's honestly a, a good David Brent impression. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks like he's he's from the office. And I, so just the totally you've got the tone wrong, D and D. This isn't this isn't the comic relief special of game of no, Game of Thrones. Hundred percent that's this exactly is, what it feels like. Like, yeah. if they added a laughter oh. track, and I, I suspect that... Someone um, will. Look, Reddit I, I'm will. far too lazy to do it, but I'm sure someone, um, and any listeners that want to do that and send it to me um, so that I can be more angry, feel free. Because if you do that scene again with a laughter track, it will it will be so seamless that yeah. you watch it and think, oh my word, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean, when Bron just walks in, he goes, Bron, Lord of High Garden, yeah. oh, Master of the Reach. Ha 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 Terrible. He keeps interrupting Sam for some reason. Like, what yeah. are you? Master of Grammar. Like, this yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, landing. Yeah, yeah. None of this is landing. Yeah. It, it just... It, None of this is King's Landing. Yeah. It just felt so... Yeah, 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 yeah. It felt so, so tonally incorrect. Yeah. And like I said... The inspiration for the sh- for the books from George is is, mm. is Lord of the Rings, and we all know that Lord of the and Rings the office. Is, and the Office mm. uh, is a is a massive. It's got a massive. Well, you know. e- it's got a massive epilogue <laughs> where you do revisit these characters, especially like ca- important characters like Samwise Gamgee, and you can definitely liken five books. What Samuel Tarly, you can definitely liken Samuel Tarly to a character like Samuel Samwise Gamgee, right? They they should have a more centralized role in this epilogue section. Mm. In Instead, all bunged into a small council room. Writing a song of ice and fire. Jesus, I cringe. Not even mention that, and, and let's talk about it. Let's Ugh. talk about it. So he turns up, because um, we're talking about Sam, he turns up with a song of ice and fire. And obviously a famous thing in Lord of the Rings is the fact that... That's why they call it that. Yeah. A famous thing in um, Lord of the Rings is obviously the fact that The Hobbit was being written by Bilbo Baggins. And then obviously Frodo has hit adventure and he writes a book called The Lord of the Rings. Now in the Lord in the Lord of the Rings, that actually feels quite sweet and it feels quite poignant because it's the first time we've kind of experienced that sort of thing. Mm. This feels so copycat and disgusting. I can't even talk about it in words. Mm. When he turns up with that book, and even the way that A Song of Ice and Fire is written on that page, get a graphic designer involved. That is terrible. Mm. I was raging that that had happened. Yeah, I mean, oh, fucking hell. He could have come out with a book and the 
the title could have been Ghostbusters 2. And I still <laughs> wouldn't be happy. Like, it's just, oh man, it's, it's terrible. What, oh. what annoys me here is um, when Tyrion's like, oh, I bet he's been a dick about me. And Sam's like, mm, not quite. And he's like, what? Oh, he was nice, was he? He's like, uh, mm, no. And he's like, what? I'm not in it. Well, yeah, that is mental. Yes. What do you mean Tyrion's not in it? Um, like, the thing, the thing about Tyrion just, not being in it, it's such a stupid joke. Makes no sense. It makes no sense. But that's the punchline of the scene, isn't it? And everyone in the Friends audience is pissing themselves. <laughs> I mean, I like Friends, so I, can't, I don't want to no, slate it's it. It's the same laughter track. Yeah, very good point. Yeah. Um, no, that was ridiculous. He's he's been hand to Joffrey. Or whatever, <laughs> and he was hand to Danny, the two opposing sides in the war. He literally, yeah, made a lot of blunders, but in theory, he was meant to be quite integral to it. He was integral in choosing Bran as the king. How the fuck is he not in this book? <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, Doesn't make any sense. How? Literally, how? <sighs> is it not a correct, like, anthology of history and it doesn't list all the Who's roles the guy writing days? it again? Who's the guy writing it? What, where's he been? Yeah. Never, never named previously. <laughs> can, we, can we just. Mr. Nelson. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Uh, it's Maester, Mr. Black. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Black. <laughs> Welcome, Mr. Black. Uh, no, it just made zero sense. Um, the scene felt so alien. So alien, and the chemistry was really off. Aliens were in it, were they? You know, I've written a book. It's called Game of Thrones Season Eight. In the last couple of what's going on here? In the last couple of years, this is a pamphlet. (laughs) In the last couple of years of television, showrunners have become a more and more important thing. And if you go back, say, before the golden age of television, before shows like Lost, where it really kicked off, and Sopranos, and The Wire, a showrunner necessarily didn't mean they had complete creative control over a show. Nowadays, for better or worse, a showrunner means that you have complete creative control. And a lot of the time, it means you're a writer of the episode and potentially a director of the episode, which can be quite poisonous because your interpretation is very singular and you don't let a lot of collaboration involved. Yes, this show has a lot of fantastic directors, but the double Ds have proven with this episode (laughs) that they are... Nothing wrong with them. Yeah, they, they can't... You know, they can't live up to the story that George was writing. And, that you know, that's not necessarily their fault because they don't have the material to adapt. It's also George's fault for not having it out in time. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. We're at a place where the first five or six seasons of the show where they had some serious book material to adapt, we have a genuine greatest show of all time where you look at it and go, there are some unbelievable things that happen in this TV show. The character developments, the conversations, the acting, the writing, the direction, the cinematography, the music, everything about it is brilliant. You look at season seven and eight and it's a shambles. Mm. It is a shambles. But at least season seven was entertaining. Like, yeah. It is dumb and it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense, but I watched it and I enjoyed it and I let a lot go. But with this season, Look, we enjoyed it's a season betrayal seven. of the show itself and the characters and everything it stood for. Look, we enjoyed season seven. The Spoils of War is my favourite episode of the show, and it's in season seven. Mm. It's a fantastic episode of television. Mm. Beyond the Walls, a travesty. Um, but it's the, fun. It's fun. Yeah, fine. Ma- Michael Bay, you know, Transformers was fun the first time I watched it, but it doesn't mean it's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it's not going to stand the test of time, is no, it? Pain and Um Exactly. But this, this season has been diabolical in terms of 
Um, I just think the quality, order, mate, it, to be honest. It's the quality of the show that's the problem. <laughs> it's the quality. Um, but let's finish up as we see a montage of scenes as Sansa well, is... On. Go on, Gareth. I just, I, I think it's important to recognise that this uh, this little small council scene ends with Tyrion starting to tell a joke. Right? Remember that? Yeah. Um, he says, I once walked into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. Somebody has finished the joke. Would you like to hear it? Go on. I'm going to give credit to Lovin' Brown on Reddit. Good call. Tyrion walks into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. Madam of the brothel says, What can we do for you? And Tyrion says, I need a woman to lay with, for mine has left me. The madam says, Whatever for? And what's with the honeycomb and the mule? And Tyrion says, Well, my woman found a genie in a bottle, and he granted her three wishes. The first was for a house fit for a queen, so he gave her this damn honeycomb. The second wish was that she have the nicest ass in all the land, yeah. so he gave her this damn donkey. And the madam says, well, what was the third wish? Tyrion says, well, she asked the genie to make my cock hang down past my knee. And the madam says, well, that one's not so bad, eh? Tyrion goes, not so bad. I used to be six foot three. <laughs> Quite good, that. To be I fair. don't good, get it. <laughs> you don't get it. Oh. So well done, Loving Brown. Good. Yeah. Well there done for rescuing the scene. <sighs> well, the show's not over yet because we do get treated to a sort of montage with the iconic Game of Thrones music um by it's gonna be a montage. by Raymond uh, Raymond Duardi and uh Sansa is crowned queen of the north Arya leaves on her ship to explore Westeros uh, at Castle Black John rejoins Tormund and Ghost and to Ooh. be fair we do get a nice hugging scene from Ghost so I, yeah, I, it gives I, a little scratch that's nice like, that but again like it's nice that yeah it is but it just feels stupid doesn't it now <sighs> I I honestly think there's a chance they filmed that last week that's what I said. <laughs> I was like, that definitely you... looks like John doesn't even look right in that scene. Yeah. Um, and Ghost definitely doesn't because Ghost has aged. Dogs age quicker than we do. They do, yeah. So, Facts. you know, he looks at He's on his last legs. Older. Last legs, to be honest oh. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last year and that's it the final shot is John ranging north of the wall with the wildlings and I did say to you guys it would be interesting if, if they said that he's the king of the north because I think John, you touted it um, in previous weeks. King beyond the wall. That, that, well, he, that he would finish beyond the wall when he yeah. did, which is very in- great call, good prediction. Uh, and do you? He is essentially probably. Gonna... I'm depressed that, that I'm yeah. depressed that you know most of the stuff I say is just a nonsense. It is. It's true. a nonsense. Very so true. I don't want it to come. Drunken to... rage. Well, I don't want to sit here and go. Well, this this is this garbage that I've said is going to come true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a professional by any means. So if we I try, say, try oh, it's going to end with him, you know, tickling. Oh, Ghost it, belly. Okay, he didn't, quite sweet. he didn't tickle his belly, but, you know, close enough. Tickle him. Oh, tickle him, tickle him. <laughs> oh, my kid's going to see this. Um, and, then he, and then he ends up beyond the wall. Like, yeah. oh, fucking hell, you're, you've, you're having a laugh, in you? I'm not happy with that. <sighs> He's, you know, I mean... Is that even what it's? Isn't it? Don't you think it's really clumsily done as well? Like yes. I don't even know what's happening there. Like, why has he got this crowd of wildlings around him? Why is he allowed to just walk off 
as well. It felt weird, the final shot of the show, and I get what they're trying to do, that the first episode started Beyond the Wall, mm. where you have the Rangers and they discover the White Walkers. For me, a perfect sort of synergy to the end of the show would have been them ranging north of the wall again and to see the White Walkers again. Now that, for me, is a tragic sort of story and something that is explored in the show in a way because we get in the prequel series, which deals with the long night that happened 8,000 years ago. Mm. How is the Night King still alive? Why is he still there? How are they still an entity, the White Walkers? We don't understand. Mm. We will find out. But to just have that shot of the wildlings just walking back into the north, when the wildlings (laughs) have been so sidelined, really, like for the last couple of episodes, felt like a bizarre way to end the the show to end the show we finished the episode and we were like there's got to be an end credit scene volvo came up no end credit scene that's <laughs> yeah, a sponsor here like, in england oh, i knew volvo's gonna turn up in the- <laughs> yeah. devastated um anyone want to add anything about the the episode in general because i'm, I'm opening it to the floor i know listeners has been negative but i'm sorry we're very raw and emotional at this stage how is it that it would have been better if they'd have just been decimated. Like, how is that? How is it? I feel that way. That's that is depressing. <laughs> mm. I mm. I think you could end the show at episode three of this season just with mm. Arya killing the Night King because that was such a an amazing moment mm. that I think was so well earned actually, and we 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 praise that episode. <laughs> the music, the acting, the emotion we felt when we saw that scene. If that was the final episode of Game of Thrones and they just had like five or ten minutes afterwards going, mm. now the realm can be safe, let you know, and someone's oh, fucking Danny's queen or whatever and she's okay. Oh, end I, with a sitcom. And yeah, it would have felt okay. I, I just feel like this is silly. This is silly. Mm. Um, Lucy, anything to add? Um, I would just say, actually, I think Amelia Clark did a really good job this season just to give it a little bit, tiny little positivity. No, she did. She did do a good um, job. I thought she did really well you can only give do what you're given exactly and i think sometimes she's been a little bit wooden but i really bought her performance um this season generally it's been massively disappointing and yeah shit can't really end it on a positive other than i thought she was quite good Mm. Mm. gareth i think um even this episode they they picked the the wrong part to end it on and it probably i think it would have had more impact if it if the whole thing had ended with Drogon flying away with Danny. Yeah, and we don't. We didn't need to see all this. All the, I mean, political manoeuvring was the the key strength of the show in the first few seasons. It was amazing. Yeah, and everything that happens after Drogon flies off is an absolute shambles. Like, like it's written by GCSE media students. <laughs> it it is shit. And I didn't. I didn't. I would rather have not seen how they resolved the, mm, the power yeah. struggle mm. than see that. Yeah. Again, I mean, look, I, I was fast forwarding for a post-credit scene, uh, such as the damage that the MCU has, has done to me, where I just wanted them to end with uh, Drogon and some little eggs. Yeah, uh, that would be nice. Yeah. But having said that, if that had happened, I probably would have lost my temper because that is shit as well. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I think, <sighs> look, it's been eight years, and this isn't the end for Bastards and Broken Things. It's been a long podcast. It's been a long podcast. <laughs> Feels like eight years. Uh, we've been watching the show for eight years. We've been reading the books for as long or longer. 
Mm. and um, it means a lot to us and we care a lot about the product and, and we care a lot about the characters because at the end of the day the characters are the things that we fell in love with about this this show and it just feels that the characters have been sidelined this season so that's why our take is so negative it feels like the motivations are incorrect it feels like they're rushed it feels like we're missing scenes mm. with these characters having serious conversations and political manoeuvring like you said Gareth that we haven't had you know for the last two seasons really and it's a shame. The showrunners said in an interview, um, I can't remember which one, it was one of the late night shows, and they said, they said, what are you going to do for the finale? And the showrunners said, um, we're going to turn our phones off, we're going to take our wives away, and we're going to not, you know, just not listen Ooh. to anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. Getting very um, saucy there. There's a reason why they're doing that, because they know they fucked this up. And if I were them, I wouldn't turn their phones on, ever. Because... <laughs> They're hired to do Star. They're hired to do Star Wars. I can tell you something right now. Disney will be reconsidering that appointment after this. Nah, they ge- they ge- no, they genuinely will. Ryan Johnson was just sacked after the Last Jedi, which I actually thought was a pretty good film. and We really enjoyed. Oh, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. They they this doesn't they these those Star Wars films that come out for years. They have got time. They're not even in pre production. They're not even scripted. I genuinely fear for their Star Wars career now. And the thing is, though, so it, it's terrible. But they're a duo. Yeah. So when I think of Star Wars, I just think you're better off going solo. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah. Very good. It's good that. I think you're better off going Skywalker. Uh, it's not the end of uh, Bastards of Broken Things content because what we are going to be doing is we are going to be coming back Slagging next week. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. We're not going to be talking about this episode. We're going to be coming back next week. We're going to talk about our highs and uh, lows, but mainly highs <laughs> because we don't want to do this again. It's going to be short podcast. Um, highs of the Game of Thrones entire history so we're going to choose our favorite episodes we're going to choose our favorite moments from the books we're going to talk about our characters and what what scenes we like our characters in the most we're going to take your comments as well listeners on instagram facebook Mm. uh we're going to mention some feedback finally in this podcast because we feel like we haven't been able to do that we want to know your thoughts on the finale as well Mm. if you completely disagree with us and you think this was excellent fair play as i said we are jealous we wish we could feel that way about the show you can email us your thoughts or write to us on social media as some of you already have sorry we haven't got back to you we try and avoid spoilers before we watch the show you can email us at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com or alternatively get in touch with us on social media fan critical on facebook fan underscore critical on instagram and at fan critical pod on twitter we are active on all of them quite a lot we all manage different ones so you'll get a different response every time um i want to say it's been emotional guys we have started this journey together um, it means a lot to us. Mm. Sorry for the negativity, listeners. You know, we try and be as honest as we can. This is honest. This is our honest opinions. Mm. And I think you'd prefer us to be honest than to lie and sugarcoat and say we like something because general consensus says that. You know. But to be fair, though, um, if we do get more subscribers on Patreon and we get more money, we can change <laughs> our opinions. Bribes. Um, I'm more than happy to change my opinions based on you know a couple of patreon subscribers yeah a couple of bucks here and there, you know <laughs> i can love this episode I it was a great episode john does lots of things for money that we do not speak about and emma's not even here and she'll do anything for money really you can't say that <laughs> so there's no need to defend herself but it, oh, is true. it is true i want to thank uh, everyone for listening to us this season as i said it's not over tune in next week for our you know game of thrones overall thoughts where we'll try and be a lot more positive i want to say thanks to gaz in australia Thanks, mate. And uh, obviously your kin, Edmure Tully, for turning up this episode. I want to thank John, <laughs> House Tully. 
Cheers, mate. Now ruled by Samwell, your lord and liege. We write books. And uh, Lucy, your new queen is uh, Sansa, queen of the north. queen of the north. You could be Arya, sailing off if you want. No, I want to be Sansa. Okay, you could be Sansa. You are queen of the north. Sail off. Sail off. Sail away with me, Arya. I want to thank you listeners again one more time. Thank you very much for listening to us. Cheers, Len, mate. No worries, mate. Thanks, Len. You can't do a podcast without Littlefinger. That's true. Yeah. Manipulator. Uh, Thank you very much, guys. Our watch has ended. And now our watch has ended. Valar Morghulis. Valar Daharis. See you next week. Bye bye. Bye.